So what can happen whenever you have this going on? Why is it a problem? How does it happen? Those are typically the questions that are coming up. So whenever you have these bacteria, they're not even really necessarily bad bacteria. They're not like, you know, a, a pathogen or something that's going to cause food poisoning. They're probably part of your normal microbiome and may even be beneficial. They're just in the wrong place. So we're not, we're not talking about the wrong kind of bug. We're talking about a normal bug just in the wrong spot. Hey everyone, welcome to the Nourished and Thriving Show. I'm your host, Katie Lovett. I'm a registered dietitian on a mission to help you increase your impact and legacy on the world while healing your gut and reducing your IBS symptoms. I'm so grateful to have you here. Each week, I'll inspire you to live vibrantly and provide valuable resources and information that empowers you to take bold action towards your health goals. Before we dive in, make sure you follow or subscribe to my show wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Ready? Let's go! All right, everybody, let's get talking today. We've got kind of a technical science topic going. So today we're talking about SIBO. I've heard some people pronounce it as SIBO, but it's actually pronounced SIBO. And we're also going to be talking about IMO, um, which we'll define here in a minute, but it gets lumped in with SIBO. There are some similarities and some differences, but we're going to talk a little bit about what that is today. So could SIBO be causing your hot mess gut symptoms? Well, what is SIBO to begin with? So whenever you're looking at your digestive tract, I want you to think of it in three different parts for the purpose of our discussion today. We have our stomach, which is very acidic, right? Part of the job of the stomach is to kill bad bacteria that we may be getting in from food. So its whole purpose is to not let very much bacteria survive because it wants to kill anything that came in on accident, basically from eating food that was old or spoiled or poorly prepared. So you have your small intestine and then we're gonna jump down to the third section and that's gonna be the large intestine. And that is where our microbiome mostly lives. So if you're taking probiotics, if you've heard the word microbiome, that think large intestine for those things. And then that middle space, if you're watching this video, you can see my puppy. That middle space is gonna be the small intestine. Okay, so SI, small intestine. So we've got the first half of that SIBO word. Define for us now. So small intestine has some acidity, not as acidic as the stomach. Think of it as something that becomes less acidic as we move through that digestive tract. So more bacteria, more organisms can live in the small intestine, but that is not the main home for the small intestine. The small intestine's job is to further break down our food that we are eating and letting our body absorb it. So the small intestine is the main site of absorption of nutrients. There's some bacteria. It is not completely sterile in the small intestine, but it is not where most of our microbiome is. And that's exactly what SIBO then is, is small intestine bacterial overgrowth. It's where you have this higher presence of bacteria in the small intestine that should not be there. 
So what can happen whenever you have this going on? Why is it a problem? How does it happen? Those are typically the questions that are coming up. So whenever you have these bacteria, they're not even really necessarily bad bacteria. They're not like, you know, a, a pathogen or something that's going to cause food poisoning. They're probably part of your normal microbiome and may even be beneficial. They're just in the wrong place. So we're not, we're not talking about the wrong kind of bug. We're talking about a normal bug just in the wrong spot. Typically, it's going to be moving up from the large intestine, but you know, you can have it coming down from food that you're eating if you have um, imbalance of bacteria in your mouth because we know that we do have a microbiome in our mouth. If that's imbalanced, if you have low stomach acid that's not killing things the way it should be, you can have things coming down into the small intestine from the stomach. But it's it's those bugs in the wrong place. And SIBO's actually thought to make to account for about 80%, 70-80% of IBS cases. So it's pretty significant. It's a pretty big deal. And you may have been hearing more and more about SIBO the last few years and that's why because IBS, you know, 75% of Americans complain of chronic gut symptoms or digestive symptoms and most of the time whenever they start looking into why they're having these digestive symptoms, the doctors can't find anything wrong. They're not having like an inflammatory bowel disease. Most often, some are. We talked about, you know, what is IBS? What is a hot mess gut a few episodes ago? So make sure you go check that out if you haven't listened yet. But, you know, you have this whole camp of people having these symptoms without having a diagnosable illness. So that's where that IBS label really gets put on. And so underneath that IBS label, it's actually thought SIBO could really be responsible. So you're having these organisms overgrowing in a place where they should not be. And if you think about your food in your small intestine is not necessarily all the way broken down, right? It's not food made for those organisms to consume. It's made for us to consume. It's made for our small intestine to absorb into the rest of our body. So those foods can then be fermented really, really easily. So fermentation is the process that those organisms basically eat the food and they they produce gas through that fermentation process as they consume the food that is in that small intestine. And it's a lot more fermentable than more of the fiber that's in the large intestine that's not as fermentable because in the large intestine, you know, pretty much everything has gone through to that point that humans are not using. So you have these bad bugs in the wrong, or these normal bugs in the wrong place, eating the wrong food and making you feel awful. So what does that look like? So basically your IBS symptoms, any anything you lump into IBS, can be attributed also to SIBO. There's a lot of overlap there. It can be really tricky to really tease it out and it can take a really skilled practitioner like myself to pick up on those signs and symptoms and patterns of your symptoms. That's really key in order to know if SIBO is is an option worth exploring for you. So the biggest thing with SIBO that I'm gonna perk up my ears for is if somebody is telling me that they are bloated every single day. If you have SIBO, you are not just bloated some days. So if someone comes to me and says, oh, you know, I get pretty bloated three days a week. Okay. 
Probably not SIBO. SIBO doesn't pick which days to have symptoms on. But if you're having this bloating every single day where it's getting progressively worse throughout the day where maybe you look normal in the morning and then by the time you're going to bed tonight, you look like you're six months pregnant every single day, let's check for SIBO. If you have it to where you're eating and then like an hour, hour and a half after you're eating or even 30 to 60 minutes after you're eating, you're getting really bloated every single day, every time you eat. Maybe it depends a little bit on what you're eating, um, but it's pretty regular. Let's explore SIBO. SIBO tends to cause more diarrhea or mixed and like where you're alternating between constipation and diarrhea. That's the difference with IMO, which stands for intestinal methanogen overgrowth. So methanogens are actually not bacteria. They can behave a lot like them, but this overgrowth, this IMO can happen anywhere in your digestive tract, in your large or small intestine, and it causes a lot more slow motility. So people with this IMO typically are gonna have more constipation, whereas SIBO is going to cause more diarrhea or mix where you're alternating between constipation and diarrhea. Now the treatment can look really similar where you know, you're needing to get rid of these you know, bugs basically that are in the wrong place to where everything is just where it should be, which is that large intestine for the most part. And so you're looking at, you know, doing some antibiotics from your GI doc, or there's some really great herbal antimicrobials, but depending on what type of gas is being produced, there's three main types. So the methane, hydrogen, or hydrogen sulfide, the approach is gonna be a little bit different. SIBO can be a little bit tricky because everyone responds to different treatments differently. So you really need a practitioner to help walk you through that where they know what all the levers are going to be. Now there's another piece to this, you guys. SIBO and IMO has a really strong risk of recurrence. That means if you go in and just take antibiotics from your GI doc, and I think this is where a lot of conventional medicine doctors really get this wrong. If you just go in and take antibiotics and get rid of the bugs, you're gonna feel really great for a short amount of time. And then a few weeks or months later, it's gonna come back. So you really have to complete the whole picture. You really have to look at the whole picture here. You need to dig deeper. SIBO is not a root cause. SIBO is not a root cause. What's causing the SIBO? What allowed that overgrowth of bacteria to begin with? That has to be explored. And whenever you're able to figure that out, then you can really reduce that risk of reoccurring SIBO. It can still happen, but you at least know what is triggering it, what's contributing to it, so that then you can go make those adjustments. So some some causes of SIBO can be things like Hashimoto's thyroiditis. It can slow your metabolism, slow your gut motility, and just create kind of a stagnation a little bit in your small intestine and large intestine, just allowing the opportunity for those bugs to come back up. There's actually something called the MMC, or the Migrating Motor Complex. And I always tell people to imagine it being kind of like the street sweep of your gut. So you're eating food, everything's getting pushed through, and then about an hour and a half after you're done eating, this migrating motor complex kicks in and you can almost feel it sometimes where like an hour and a half after you eat, you have 
stomach gurgling and stuff, that's your MMC. And it brushes any residue, any remaining food particles, any bacteria on down. It's been shown that whenever that MMC is damaged or not working correctly, it can really cause issues with SIBO. So anyone who has something like POTS or Ehlers-Danlos or any type of vagus nerve dysfunction can have SIBO as autoimmune conditions, just imbalanced gut. Those can all be kind of root causes for SIBO that you definitely need to look at. There's a lot that need to be explored and that's where having somebody like myself who's really well versed and knows everything that can be contributing can help you come up with a really robust plan to where you're not just taking the antibiotics or antimicrobials. You're really doing a full, it's a full process to really, yes, get rid of those bacteria, but then also repair and nourish your gut to create an environment that's less likely to develop SIBO in the future. So that is our really quick SIBO overview and some IMO thrown in there. If you think you're struggling with SIBO, if this is really hitting with you and you're saying, yeah, I'm bloating every single day, I think this could really be something that's going on, reach out. Let's have a conversation. I'll let you know what I think and, and we can talk through what the next steps would be for you because it can be challenging to treat SIBO. It can be complicated. There's a lot of moving parts, but you can get better from it. You can feel a whole lot better. I see oftentimes where even if it's taking a while to treat and it's taking a few different rounds, people get better every single round and are feeling even better. And then, you know, I've had people too where, you know, we've, we've gone after it once and that was enough and we were able to create an environment that was really healthy and balanced and they haven't had it come back. So it really is unique to you, but don't, don't give up on asking, don't give up on looking for answers. They're out there. If you feel like SIBO is happening for you, reach out. I've had a lot of experience with it. And the faster we get started, the faster you're going to start feeling better. So that's it for today, guys. We'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered to take bold action towards your health goals. If you enjoy what you heard, don't forget to follow my show so you never miss a new episode. And it would mean the world to me if you left me a review so others knew what to expect from my show. Last, get in touch. Let me know what bold action you're taking. Let me know how you're inspired. Follow me on Instagram at B underscore healthy gut underscore dietitian. I've put a link in my show notes for you so you can simply click and follow. Come say hi. I respond to all my messages and I can't wait to get in touch.